when we give our good gifts to people who don't deserve it and they mistreat us, they use us, they talk about us, we get upset. And then we get upset and sometimes we take it out on God and God has nothing to do with it. He told us what to do. Look ahead. We are looking right. We are looking left. We are distracted and the enemy is sending people to distract us. It's a strong, heavy delusion. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Confidence Restored podcast presented by CC America, also known as Confidence Centers of America and hosted by Tamaria Jordan. This is a show designed to help you build your confidence, increase your faith, and get mentally fit to overcome any trials and tribulations you may encounter. Through personal testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation, Tamaria and guests seek to inspire and uplift you. This message is delivered by us, CCing you on lessons learned in hopes of encouraging you regardless of where you are in life. Enjoy the show. I want to share a topic that is heavy on my heart. I feel like my spirit is grieved because of the delusion and distraction that believers are now facing. We are literally in a time where it's going to be pertinent and important to protect our heart, souls, and mind. And so in this episode, I really just want to talk about the prevalent spirit of delusion and distraction. And I am grateful to be following the Covered by God ministry because it has really blessed my soul and really allowed me to get closer to God. But today I had an epiphany as I was in my home. It came to me when I was talking to a friend about the distraction and delusion that Prophetess Tiffany Montgomery has been talking about. And I heard it, but I don't think I really, I don't think I grasped the importance and the urgency of it all until this morning when I was like, whoa, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But when we think about delusion and distraction, the goal is to ensnare us. It is to really get us off track. It is to keep us so focused on everything else, on all of these things that really aren't important in the grand scheme of life. Because at the end of the day, we don't know the day nor the hour when Jesus will return. And so I started thinking about distractions because I was speaking with someone and I ended up reading Proverbs 4. I will tell you all, 10 years ago in 2013, I was advised by a pastor to guard my heart. And at the time, I didn't quite understand it. And she also had quoted another scripture that said, do not cast your pearl before swine. And that's in Matthew. And I was like, that's interesting because I didn't get it back then. I didn't get it like I get it now. But I realized that when we give things that are good, that are holy, that is profitable, that is rich, like our spirit is what we give out. It's good things people will corrupt it. So in Matthew 7, 6, it says, do not give dogs what is holy. Do not throw your pearls before swine. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. And in the King James Version, version I believe it says, they will rend you. And when I looked up rend, it meant to like tear apart violently. And when you think about what's happening now, a lot of Christians are literally being torn apart, meaning people are speaking against those who God has called to be a prophet to the nations, to warn 
Christians about what's happening in the seriousness of the deception that we see, but people would rather be more upset at the people who God has called to warn than they are about the sin that we're seeing in the world. And so I literally was like, wow, when we think of deception, it's the action of deceiving someone, a thing that deceives. It's something that is it's not the truth. It's to literally get you off track, which leads me to the formal definition of distraction. And when we look at the definition of distraction, it means a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else, a diversion or recreation, extreme agitation of the mind or emotions. And so when I was having the conversation today with a friend of mine, I realized that the Bible tells us in Proverbs 4, 23 through 27, to guard our hearts. It's what I was warned about 10 years ago. And in that chapter, starting in verse 23, it says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor the left, remove thy foot from evil. And when I read that today, I said, oh my God, thank you, Jesus, for revelation, because turning to the right or to the left is a distraction. And the word says, look thine eyes right on, look straight ahead. There's a reason why, as people always say, our rear view mirror is smaller than our windshield. Because even with regard to the Bible, God told, or this the, the Holy Spirit guided Lot's wife to not look back. And when she looked back, she became as a pillar of salt. She was looking back on Sodom and Gomorrah and all the things that they were doing. She looked back at the destruction that was coming to the individuals in Genesis 19. And when you think about that, a lot of us are looking back. We're looking back at the sins we committed. We're looking back at the people who we think are getting blessed because the enemy has deceived us into thinking that somehow sin is better. And so we're looking back. But literally, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because of their iniquity. And the angels told them, leave, do not look back. God has angels all around us to protect us, but it's up to us to listen. And a lot of us don't want to listen. We are looking right. We are looking left. We are distracted. And the enemy is sending people to distract us. It's a strong, heavy delusion. And when you think about Matthew, I had to learn for myself, I cannot give what is holy, what is good to dogs, lest they turn and rend me. And so when we give our good gifts to people who don't deserve it and they mistreat us, they use us, they talk about us, we get upset. And then we get upset and sometimes we take it out on God and God has nothing to do with it. He told us what to do. Look ahead. But much like Lot's wife, she turned back. And when she turned back, she turned into a pillar of salt. Because the thing is, they literally could have been destroyed with everyone else. But there was someone interceding on their behalf and said, you know what? Let the, even though everyone else is wicked, let them get out. And so the angels are like, okay, go. You can leave. But with the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot saying, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. 
There is punishment coming to the land because of our sin and our iniquity. There was favor over him and his family, but there was a stark warning that says, get up and leave, but do not turn back. And his wife turned back and turned into a pillar of salt. So I don't know who this message is for today, but I know I just thank God for clarity and for reminding me of the importance of guarding my heart. Because literally, when we think about what the word says about guarding our heart, and when you look at the definition of distraction, which means extreme agitation of the mind or emotions, our soul, the thing that will allow us to get into heaven, the, the, the soul that does not die, that's everlasting, our soul can be damned to hell because of our inability to repent and say, God, I'm wrong. I want to come back to you. I want to do what's right. I want to do what's true. So don't allow that to be you. Don't allow sin and iniquity to keep you from being who God called you to be. Because the word reminds us we are overcome by our testimony. The enemy wants us to stay in our sin. He doesn't want us to tell the truth. He doesn't want us to acknowledge the fact that the Bible says we are saved by grace and not works. It's grace and grace alone. So we have to be willing to trust God, trust his word and put away distractions and realize that in the end times, the Bible said that many will be deceived. There are people that are here to deceive. There are people who are giving God a bad name, but I urge you, do not focus on people. Do not make people idols. That includes me or anyone else that is sharing their testimony. I'm sharing it because it was heavy on my heart. But I encourage you, do not make idols out of people because the very gifts that God gives us, if we make those things an idol, God will take it away. The Bible says God is a jealous God and rightfully so. He gave us life. He, he gives us breath every day and we take for granted the very gifts that he gives us. And then we get upset when things don't work out our way, but God has given us wisdom in Proverbs, but some of us don't want the correction. We don't want to be told. We don't want to be warned. But in Proverbs 4, the very first verse, it says, hear ye children, the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. Verse two, for I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, wisdom, and she shall preserve thee, love her and she shall keep thee, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. Who brings understanding? The Holy Spirit. The Bible is telling us how to get wisdom, but a lot of people would rather be distracted and stay in delusion because it challenges them to change. So today I encourage you to really get into your words, study your word, look at Proverbs 4. Look at the other scriptures in the Bible that will speak to your heart and help you to realize what is at hand. In Luke 21, the Bible says these things will come. Many are being deceived in this hour, but if they don't acknowledge the fact that they're being deceived, you won't be able to tell them they're being deceived because they don't want to hear it. And the Bible says essentially their hearts will still will wax cold because they don't want to be taught. 
They don't want to be taught. But the Bible is literally saying in Luke 21 verse 8, watch out that you that you are not deceived for many will come in my name claiming I am he and the time is near. Do not follow them. Do not follow them. And we are in a social media age where we follow people without looking at their fruit. So I encourage you to watch and pray. It says in verse 36 in Luke 21, be always on watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the son of man. Do not allow the enemy to distract you and deceive you into believing what's happening here in the world is what God would have happened. We know that these things are going to happen, meaning the sign of the end times, it's going to come. There will be wars, rumors of wars, people turning against each other, individuals persecuting Christians and believers. But the Bible says, stand firm and you will win life in Luke 21 verse 19. So stand firm, win life, do not give your good gifts and what is holy to dogs because they will trample you. They will violently tear you apart. And what happens is we get deceived and we become distracted. And then our soul is now at stake because we're holding on to unforgiveness or anger or bitterness. So I just encourage you today to be mindful, to be on your guard, to watch and pray. So I'm just going to say a quick prayer. Dear Lord God, we come to you now asking you to forgive us. Thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, for your wondrous gifts. Thank you, Lord God, for loving us. Thank you, Lord God, for keeping us. Lord God, we repent for our sins and we ask that you would help us and guide us in these times, these very troubling times, oh Lord. We give you praise, glory, and honor, and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done and what you continue to do. We thank you for giving us breath today, and we pray that you would give our minds comfort in knowing that we are still in you, no matter what we see happening all around us, Lord God. And then we also pray that you would allow us not to be deceived, Lord God, and that our hearts won't wax cold and that we will not be able to hear the prophet's warning and the instruction and that everything that we do will be guided by the Holy Spirit and that you would speak to us in power and in truth and that we would not turn away from wisdom in this time because so many are being deceived and they don't even want to hear what's right and what's true because their spirits are deceived, Lord God. We pray that you would not allow us to be deceived, that you would allow there to be a revival of repentance where we come back to you and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Father, I'm sorry. I made some mistakes. I don't want to keep making the same mistakes. I pray that you would give me grace and mercy and that you would allow the Holy Spirit to keep me from dashing my foot against the stone, to keep me from making the same mistakes, to keep me from sinning against you, Lord God, and realizing that we are saved by grace and grace alone and that we need you in order to make it through this thing called life. Lord God, we come against unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment. Lord God, we pray that you would allow us not to continue to cast what is good before dogs or give what is holy to dogs. Give our pearls to swine. God, that you would give us the strength to move forward in wisdom and give us discernment in this hour to know who is for us and who is not, to know who is sent from the enemy to distract and destroy and who is sent from you for us to listen to and heed the warning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise, Lord, and honor on this day. I thank you for putting the correction in our hearts and our spirits and letting us know 
that which is right. I thank you, God, for loving us enough to correct us. As your word says, you correct those whom you love and you love us. You've given us each a measure of grace according to your will. We all have different gifts and different callings. God, I pray that you would not that you would not allow us to be envious or jealous of another believer who you've called to do something different, but you've called us all to seek and save those who are lost. God, we give you praise, glory, and honor on this day and every day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. On that note, be blessed and keep on keeping on. Thank you for tuning in to another live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast by CC America. We are grateful that you tune in week after week and join us for testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. Please be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe, and let others know that you are listening to the Confidence Restored podcast. You can also now buy us a coffee to show appreciation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash America. Until next time, be blessed.